0: This is season three of the Scripture Study Project, our podcast dedicated to helping you discover the Scriptures in a fresh way, invest your mind and heart into your personal study, and connect to God in your everyday life. We are Zach and Krista Horton, your hosts.
1: Hey guys, we are back.
0: And we are excited to be with you this new season. We are studying the Book of Mormon this season. And, uh, and we're just thrilled. We're really, really pumped and really excited for what we get to do over the next year with you as we study together, as you listen, and as we talk, and and uh, excited for all the things that are coming.
1: Yeah, coming up this season, we will, of course, be bringing you some new, fresh studies from us, even though we have done a Book of Mormon study, we're going to be recording some new content with kind of a new perspective um we are bringing in some guests that we are very excited about so we're going to have some fresh people some fresh voices and perspectives that you're going to get to hear which i'm excited about i'm very excited um we are going to play some of our favorite archived episodes from last book of mormon season that will any of the kind of line up with the come follow me studies and maybe some of our favorites Um, We're also hoping to get some more bonus content like usual, some new and interesting bonus episodes that will be coming out. Um, And we're hoping to hear more from you as well and find Mm -hmm. some fun ways to hear what you are learning from your study and how you're seeing God in these new, fresh ways. Um, And then lastly, of course, those of you that um, purchased our study record Um, Thank you, and we are hoping throughout the season to provide some study helps and hear back from you about what you're doing, but those of you who did not get a chance to get a study record or aren't studying with that, that's okay too, because the study method that we have in there is really very universal and something that we're going to be weaving into each episode um, just as a way to help you view the scriptures maybe in a new and fresh way like we said in our new intro. Um, and we'll have some resources on our website as well that you can download for free for that. Um, and so we're just, we've got a lot of stuff a lot planned. A coming. Um, we're going to take it slowly with a lot of the things, but we do have a lot of ideas. And we're just really excited and grateful that we get to be back um, with you again for a new season. And I think we're... We'll dive in. Yeah, we're getting ready. We're here.
0: So this is episode one titled Thesis. And I did the nerdy thing and looked up the etymology of the word thesis, Um, and I really like the definition. It comes from a Greek word meaning a proposition, and I like that because what this episode is is a proposition for you. It's a proposition or a proposal for what this podcast can be for you, how we can help serve you and help enable your personal scripture study, and also a proposal for a different, maybe even new and fresh way of studying the Book of Mormon. Um, I don't know if any of you have had the experience uh, that even we both have had, which is we've read the Book of Mormon multiple times and even recently. And sometimes when reading the Book of Mormon repeatedly it um it can get a bit repetitive and maybe the excitement level dips just a little bit because it's not something new and novel.
1: Or maybe you've read it a lot and you already love the Book of Mormon so much that maybe this is going to bring them something new, a new perspective to have. Yes. I know that's one of the reasons that as we've talked about what angle we wanted to take, because as you know, we've already done a Book of Mormon season. Um, this just got us really excited for our own personal studies that we're going to be in turn sharing here as well. So
0: So a thesis, a proposal for what this podcast um, can do for you, what we can do for you, and of course, what the Book of Mormon can do for you.
1: So maybe we'll start with our podcast thesis and where we've come from and where we're going a little. Some of you may be interested in knowing, um, we kind of started this podcast on a whim. It was kind of one of those, hey, why don't we do this? Let's do it. We like
0: talking a lot. And this seemed like a good way to talk more together. Actually,
1: I have to say, in the beginning, we didn't put that together. Then later, we're like, of course (laughs) we would start a podcast. We can't stop talking. So thanks for all of you for appeasing that part of our...
0: (laughs) Funny side (laughs) joke.
1: giving us someone to talk to. When
0: we were dating, we would stay out until like... (laughs) We'd we'd talk for hours and hours. And Krista's mom called us front porch (laughs) hoverbutts. Shout out, mom. (laughs) <laughs> because we would sit on her front porch on the swing and just talk for hours and hours. And that was the way that we dated. And that's the way that our uh, relationship has evolved. So a podcast is a very fitting medium for us to I do guess something so. with.
1: Another thing they didn't really want to know. But here we go. This brief <laughs> history, including our dating story. Um, but yeah, we started out with just wanting to talk more about the scriptures. It's what's something we love to talk about. And um, so we've been grateful to be able to do that. And and with so many of you. And then um, one of my friends came to me with an idea, and she, even though you don't get to hear her voice very much, she has been an integral piece of what we've been building here at the Scripture Study Project. Um, That's Brooke Williams. I know I've mentioned her before. She designed our workbook. She designed our website. And really, she has been a huge piece of us as we've grappled with what we wanted to represent with our podcast and with our website and any of the things other things that we um decide to come out with and bring to the world um
0: she was kind of the brains she was the brains behind the study record she was one that brought the original idea that we should put something down on paper and Mm -hmm. and uh and so it's her design and
1: her idea and and she's she's a very inspired and mm -hmm. create a very inspired creative and her love for the scriptures runs deep too and Brooke, maybe I'm going to commit you to this while you're not here, but you need to be on the podcast this year so people can hear you. So anyway, just a little about her too, but um, that we really have just kind of come to this place of like, what do we want to represent? And why are we really doing this podcast besides the fact that we like to talk? Um, And what do we want to represent? And something that we put on our website and that we have in our study record is... um, Our mission statement. And we haven't really said this very much, which now it's going to be a part of our introduction, but here goes. This is, um, I think, really represents all that we have been trying to decide upon. Um, The Scripture Study Project is dedicated to helping you discover the Scriptures in a fresh way, invest your mind and heart into your personal study, and connect to God in your everyday life. Um, So those three words discover, invest, and connect um, That discover that we talked about already is that a new passion, a fresh excitement, those um, discovering God's word um, for yourself and really digging in in new and exciting ways. Because I believe that. That's why the apostles who you think they've studied the Book of Mormon hundreds of thousands of times can say that they still love the Book of Mormon every time they read it. It's because they're discovering something new each time. And I believe that that is there for all of us. Um, we believe it's there for all of us.
0: That was probably the the seed idea that started our podcast was um, we just noticed that a lot of times when people talked about their scripture study, it was something they did out of duty or out of habit, which is wonderful, but there's so much more available. And so we wanted to help people have a fresh and a exciting perspective of the scriptures to view it in a new way so that they would dig in maybe like they never had before.
1: Mm-hmm. And that actually leads right to the next one. Discover and digging in in a new way is that investment that your personal scripture study. Um, We've chosen a podcast as our medium because it allows us to kind of be that background noise. Maybe put a little voice in your head or a little direction in your head as you come into your study. Because really what we can talk and talk, but what really brings you joy and fulfillment in the scriptures is as you connect to God, which is that next one, um, is just that connection that you can make with God. Because this is always what what the focus is of scripture study ultimately, and I hope you can feel that from what we do, is that we want you to have that living, that active um, relationship with with our God who is there and present and loving.
0: In fact, that was another thought that became pretty clear as we got into the podcast was, um, this may sound weird because we record a weekly podcast and talk for a half hour and you listen to us, but both of us are pretty uncomfortable with attention and being being the focus of something. And as we got into our podcast, we realized yeah, this fits our personality because the last thing we want to be is the highlight of your personal study. The whole reason we do this podcast is we want to help you invest into your personal scripture study. The best things you learn from the scripture should come from you and should come from your connection with God. If the highlight of your scripture study is something we say on the podcast, then we're failing our mission. Our mission is to help you discover, you invest, and you connect. Um, I've often said this, that a lot of times we view scriptures... Maybe erroneously as an ends and not the means to an ends. Uh, the purpose of reading scriptures isn't to read scriptures. The purpose of reading scriptures is to connect to God. It's to spend time with Him and listen to what He has said to people in the past and what He can say to you in this very moment. And so that's the whole that's the whole goal that we can help you discover, invest, and connect. in uh, in maybe new and powerful ways.
1: So there you have it. There is kind of our purpose, our thoughts on what we want to be doing here with you this year, as you um, give us a little bit of your time each week. Um, But most importantly, we're ready to get started in this year of studying the Book of Mormon And right now, of course, this week, we've been studying about the introductory pages. This episode is coming out not on Monday as usual. We will be back to a regular scheduled Monday episode. Um, But let's talk about the Book of Mormon, these introduction pages, um, kind of building up that excitement and maybe our thoughts on the Book of Mormon's thesis.
0: So there's a lot of introductory material to the Book of Mormon just by way of information. The title page, that's the one that says, The Book of Mormon, an account written by the hand of Mormon upon plates taken from the plates of Nephi. That's written by Moroni. It was written on the last plate of the gold plates. Um, It was translated and then put here, of course, as the title page of the Book of Mormon. The introduction is a longer statement, and it was written for the 1981 Book of Mormon Um, And it was written by the Scripture Publication Committee that was chaired by President Monson. And then on that committee were President Packer and uh, Elder Bruce R. McConkie. Bruce R. McConkie was probably the voice behind the introduction. Um, but it of course went through committee and there were BYU professors on that committee and other, uh, church employees. And of course, apostles and prophets that were there as well. And so that's the introduction. And then of course you have the testimony of the three witnesses, the testimony of the eight witnesses and the testimony of the prophet Joseph Smith himself. But the book of Mormon has a thesis just like, uh, our podcast has a thesis and just like any great work of literature has a thesis, it has a proposal. It has something it wants to have happen. And fittingly, just like your, I don't know, seventh grade English paper that you wrote in 14-point font and triple-spaced and two-and-a-half-inch margins. Uh,
1: uh, that's how I still write my essays, okay? <laughs> don't bash on that. <laughs> um,
0: if you remember back to middle school, you were taught that uh, you write an introductory paragraph and your thesis statement is the last sentence of your introductory paragraph. Well, the Book of Mormon has such a thesis statement. If you go to the first paragraph or the first chapter, 1 Nephi chapter 1, verse 1, and the last sentence, which is in verse 20, you read this. Now, I'm going to read this thesis statement, and then I'm going to read a similar statement from all of the major authors in the Book of Mormon, Nephi, Jacob, Mormon, and Moroni, the four major authors. Of course, we have words written by many others in there that Mormon put in or included, but those were the four main content writers of the Book of Mormon. So here's what Nephi says. Behold, I, Nephi, will show unto you that the tender mercies of the Lord are over all those whom he has chosen because of their faith to make them mighty, even under the power of deliverance. So There's Nephi's thesis statement. This is Jacob, chapter 4, verse 4. For this intent have we written these things, that they may know that we knew of Christ, and we had a hope of his glory many hundred years before his coming. This is Mormon in the words of Mormon, chapter 1, verse 4. And the things which are upon these plates... "...are pleasing to me because of the prophecies of the coming of Christ. And my fathers, knowing that many of them have been fulfilled, yea, and I also know that as many things have been prophesied concerning us down to this day, have been fulfilled." And then he continues in verse 8, "...and my prayer to God concerning my brethren is that they may once again come to a knowledge of God, yea, the redemption of Christ, that they may once again be a delightsome people." And then, in the last chapter, just like in your middle school paper, you were told that your thesis statement should be restated during the first part of the last paragraph of your paper. Well, Moroni does something similar. In the very last chapter, chapter 10, it's not the first sentence, but it isn't the first part. We always skip to verse 4 when we read Moroni's promise, But really, verse 3 is where he starts his promise. Verse 3 is where he writes his thesis or his proposal, and this is what he says. Remember, Nephi's thesis was, I want to show you the tender mercies of the Lord are over all those whom he's chosen to make them mighty to the power of deliverance. Here's Moroni's restated thesis. Behold, I would exhort you that when you shall read these things, if it be wisdom in God that you should read them... That you would remember how merciful the Lord has been unto the children of men, from the creation of Adam, even down until the time that you shall receive these things and ponder it in your hearts. Did you catch the trend? In 1981, when the triple combination was announced, and this new edition of the book, Mormon, was announced, Uh, it was also announced that the Book of Mormon would pick up a, a subtitle, or not even a subtitle, just the title would be elongated. It's no longer just the Book of Mormon. It is the Book of Mormon, Another Testament of Jesus Christ. And these four major authors make it extremely clear that the point of all of their writing is to teach us, tell us, persuade us to believe in This Jesus Christ, who's referred to as Lord and God in the Book of Mormon. So this Jesus Christ, who is merciful and powerful to save us and redeem us.
1: Will and I love what we read from Moroni in the title page, um, which many of us have read before, but is to show unto the remnant of the house of Israel what great things the Lord hath done for their fathers, and that they may know the covenants of the Lord. And also to the convincing of the Jew and Gentile that Jesus is the Christ. Maybe we focused on some of these other words, um, what great things he's done or the covenants or the convincing, but are are we remembering who is central to all of this? That it's Jesus Christ, the great things he's done for us and that he is giving us Covenants, So that we can understand who Jesus Christ really is in our lives and discovering who he is. Um, and then in the introduction, um, it states that it's a record of God's dealings with the ancient inhabitants of the Americas and contains an everlasting gospel. I'm so excited to look at the Book of Mormon in this way, because I think for me, the scriptures have really come alive as I have taken this broader view, a record of God's dealings with his people. Um, To see a God at work in our lives can be a miraculous discovery. It was for me, and I'm excited to see it more as I study the Book of Mormon this year.
0: So here's what this practically means for us as we study the Book of Mormon. None of this sounds new. You knew that the title of the Book of Mormon was another the Book of Mormon, Another Testament of Jesus Christ, and you knew that it's all about Jesus Christ. You've heard prophets and apostles for years challenge us to look for the Savior or to look for the Lord in the scriptures. You heard President Nelson's challenge and promise that we uh, look for the names and titles of Jesus Christ, that we look for his titles in the topical guide or in the index and find it in here. So we've heard all of that, but the transition in your study, the proposal of a new way to study the Book of Mormon is this. If the Book of Mormon is as focused on Christ as it says it is, are we as focused on Christ when we read it? And here's what I think that means. When you read the story of Nephi, going back to get the plates, which will be our next episode, traditionally, you focused on Nephi, Laman, Lemuel, maybe Lehi, and Sariah. What would happen if instead of focusing on what they do, You focus on what the Lord does. If I were to ask you, what does Nephi do in chapters one through seven of the Book of Mormon, you'd be able to say, oh, well, his father tells him to go back and get the plates and he goes back and he doesn't work and they have three times and they try and get the plates and they come back and then they have to go back and get wives and you could tell me the story. But what if I were to ask you, what does the Lord do in first Nephi chapters one through seven? Would you be able to answer that question as easily? Um... What does Captain Moroni do during the war chapters? Easy. You could name it, you could list it. What does the Lord do during the war chapters? You see the difference? As you study the Book of Mormon this year, our proposal, our challenge for you is simply this Will you look for the Lord? Mark him when you see him, not just circle his name or his titles, mark what he does. Mark his characteristics, mark his personality. What kind of a god is he? What if you never knew who he was, and this was your first and only introduction to him? What kind of a person is he? what's his uh What are his predilections? What are his preferences? He does this, but he doesn't do this. He likes to do this, but he doesn't like to do this. It is a whole new way of studying the scriptures, but I really think this is the way the Book of Mormon was intended to be read. It is a great thing to read an incredible story of Nephi going and getting the plates and saying, I want to be like Nephi. I want to be obedient. I want to go and do. And that is wonderful, and you should do it, and we should all do it. It's a whole other level of scripture reading, though, when you read Looking for the Lord and say, I now know better who he is and what he's like and what he says and does and how he works with people. And the power of that is this. The more you come to recognize the Lord in the Book of Mormon, the more you come to recognize the specifics of his character and his personality, the more you will see him in your own life. Of course, we know that he's loving and caring, and so it's easy to see when he's loving and caring in our life. But if you can boil down to specific traits, specific actions, even specific things that he says and does, then when those things start showing up in your life, you're able to know that's God, and he's talking to me, and he's working through me.
1: As I read the testimony of the witnesses and the testimony of Joseph Smith, I couldn't help but put this frame in their stories. Um, they We have their words here, but what was God putting into place in their lives? How was he at work behind the scenes making all of this possible? Um, he was sending angels, sending messengers. He was, you know, making this fertile ground for spirituality around where joseph smith was he was creating connections between people and giving joseph smith these um, opportunities to be able to translate and have have even just thinking of his parents having parents that were supportive of something he was doing all of these things that god was at work in these people's lives um and it's just kind of exciting to think about because that is what we get to experience too. God is as active in our lives as he is active and invested in our lives as he is in these people from ancient America, the people from 200 years ago who were at work for, if, to bring the Book of Mormon forth.
0: It's cool. As we reflect on this year being the 200th anniversary of the First Vision, that's the whole point of the First Vision, right? Is that God and Jesus are intimately involved with our life. As I was reading these, I thought, what do I learn about the Lord from these witnesses, from the accounts of the witnesses? One thing I learned is that he's interested and involved very involved in convincing us that his word is actually his word. I mean, look at all the things that he does that you mentioned, right? Angels and visions, and he'll show the gold plates if he needs to. He'll send the angel Moroni four times in a row. He'll speak to our hearts. He'll have people bear testimony and fast and testimony, meaning he'll have our family members write to us. He'll have crazy people on a podcast talk to us. He'll do whatever it takes to convince us that his word is really his word because he wants us to rely on it. He wants us to turn to him and use his words to guide our life and make it better and to connect to him.
1: And not to mention all the things we're going to be studying this year about these records, about the gold plates, the way that they were preserved and the importance that um, God has in preserving his record and his people.
0: Well, you are familiar with this, but at the end of the introduction to the Book of Mormon, there's a promise and it's uh, based heavily on the promise that Moroni gives, but I want to read it in the language of the introduction because I think it sums up the point we're hopefully trying to propose and, uh, and the invitation we want to extend to you as you listen to the podcast this year and most importantly as you study the Book of Mormon. These are the last two paragraphs. We invite all men everywhere to read the Book of Mormon, to ponder in their hearts the message it contains and then to ask God the Eternal Father in the name of Christ if the book is true. Those who pursue this course and ask in faith will gain a testimony of its truth and divinity by the power of the Holy Ghost, and then this. Those who gain this divine witness from the Holy Spirit will also come to know by this same power that Jesus Christ is the Savior of the world, that Joseph Smith is his revelator and prophet in these last days, And that the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is the Lord's kingdom once again established on the earth, preparatory to the second coming of the Messiah. In other words, we invite you to read the Book of Mormon so that you can come to know and feel the truth of a living Jesus who is our Savior. Act in ways that make your life better because he wants it to be better. And then become convinced and become more like him. And so our invitation, our podcast invitation, our proposal to you is, as you read the Book of Mormon this year, of course, mark all the things you love about Nephi and Alma and the sons of Mosiah. Mark it and write it and think about it and share it and teach it everything. But as you do that, on top of that, maybe make a study out of marking paying attention to, recording, thinking about, praying about this Lord that's in between all of these stories. Notice the God behind the gospel. And as you come to know him better, you'll be able to see him more in your personal life. That's our conviction. I've been studying the Book of Mormon this way for the past year and I've loved it. We invite you to do the same thing. And uh, our conviction is that it'll change not just your study of the Book of Mormon, it'll change your relationship with God, it will change your life.
1: Thank you so much for being here for this first episode. We are excited to be studying with you again soon as we begin the study of the Book of Mormon.
0: We'll see you next episode.